This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition, the show where we love to dig deep into classic pop culture. As always, I'm Bill Sebald here with Mr. Casey Shearer, but we have something special today. We have a third with us today, a menage a trois, if you will, Uh a love triangle of the 80s. We are joined today by Mr. Will Padillo. How are you, sir? Oh, Padilla. Fuck. The A at the I knew I'd get it wrong. <laughs> I even wrote it down. I am so sorry, Will. But, Will, you, you have a great podcast, 80s oh, Now. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we, we love have we're, – we're thrilled to have you on the show because I've listened to the show and you guys know your shit. And I oh. found you guys in October. It was the um, a Halloween special you did. Okay. And I was just, you know, searching around for some Halloween stuff because I'm a big Halloween nerd, big horror movie nerd. And I found this episode and I didn't realize it was you guys. I guess you've changed your name. So I'm listening to the show and it's about um, shared universes in the horror world. Right. And I know a lot of shit and I'm listening and I'm learning stuff. I was like, these guys are teaching me great things. Like I had no idea that Sam Raimi and Wes Craven had this kind of like back and forth feud. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was super. Yeah, and that was super fun. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I certainly I enjoy listening to your show as well. It's funny that you say that you love Halloween because I didn't know that about you, but of course, recently I learned how much you hate Christmas. <laughs> no, yes, yes, you must have listened to the last episode or one of yes. our recent episodes. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, that uh, that Halloween one was been uh, particularly fun to to research and uh, put together. So I remember finding you guys before. You were the idiots. That's right. Yes, you we changed were. your name. You're rebranding. Well, yes, we starting in May of this year or last year in 2021, we did that because we learned a lot of things, including the fact that uh, one a publicist didn't get the joke. So we were, you know, referring. It was supposed to be tongue in cheek that we sound like a bunch of idiots, but uh, that uh, we would do a, a smarter show than maybe our name, you know, led one to believe. But uh, I think it turned off some publicists, and um, also folks didn't know how to pronounce it when they saw it. Uh, you're, and you're also probably in a jam or, you know, sort of already behind the eight ball if you have to spell the name of your show to someone to get them to listen to it. So that all for all those reasons, yeah, we thought it might be just better to go with something more straightforward and descriptive of the show and call it 1980s now. Got it. So when I'm listening, I'm like, wow, this guy sounds familiar. I, this guy, <laughs> he's a great, he's a great host. You're, you're very good looking. You sound fantastic. Oh, you're going to be the next Ryan Seacrest. I'm, I'm sure well, of it. Well, you say that, and the earlier you made a reference to menage a trois. I wasn't worried earlier, but now I think you're coming on to me, so I'm getting a little <laughs> nervous. I am a ma- happily married uh, man. Uh, all right. Well, you shot me down before I even was able yeah, to right. pull the moves on you. But So <laughs> how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Not at all. Last year, I turned to big five zero, so I'm 50 years old now. All right. Yeah, so you lived the 80s hardcore. How old were you in 1985? I can't do the math. I know Let's I was see, uh, 14 10. years old. Yeah. Wasn't how, that how, the time. Old, how old are you, Bill? You said I'm 46. Okay, so I remember like 1985. I was 10 years old. I remember Back yeah. to the Future. I remember them typing in the date. Like that's how I can sort of remember my age when all of that was going oh. on because of Back to the Future and simple math. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So like you must have just been a huge 80s kid then, absorbing everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because you know, certainly born in the seventies and grew up in the seventies. But there's something about the nineteen eighties that maybe it was just the age that I was at, starting it at starting the decade at ten and growing, you know, being eighteen by the end of the decade. It just seems a lot more lively and you know, sort of fresh in my memories, um, almost in the way that people think about the eighties. You know, when they 
you see on TV, everything seemed neon and fl- fluorescent and everything. It really wasn't like that. There was a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. But my memories almost seem more vivid like that for the 80s than the 70s. So yeah, I definitely think of myself as an 80s kid and have a lot of a lot of memories, a lot of strong memories associated with that decade. Yeah, me and Casey talk about it a lot. He's a couple of years younger than me. He's an 80s kid too, but there's like a shift. There's a, there's a certain age, and I'm not quite sure where it is, but it's between he and I, where some of the things I bring up, he goes, no, no, I don't remember because he missed it by a year or two. The world changed at some point in the 80s, and the style, everything, the films, everything just sort of took a turn. They weren't as colorful. They weren't as experimental. And, and it was so much creativity and so much imagination going into that stuff back then. That's why I think we remembered so fondly in, in our mid-40s and 50s. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on what, you know, sort of, I guess, a genre of media you're talking or what area of media you're talking about. I agree with you, though. A lot of stuff in the early 80s is still a sort of an echo of the 1970s. And so film-wise, you had a lot of still sort of the auteurs making, you know, some more smarter films. But yeah, by the ni- end of the 1980s, if you didn't have blood in the title or someone wasn't getting their ass kicked by Chuck Norris or Jean-Claude Van Damme, then it wasn't going to be a blockbuster hit. Yeah. But yeah, and the same could be said about music and TV, that uh, sort of shift that happened, uh, you know, over the period of that short uh, 10 years. Yeah, I wondered too. I mean, it's got to be technology. Technology came and changed music. Now music is easier to make. It's different to make. Same with film, like videotape came in. I, you know, I wasn't making anything back then, but I got to think that the, the change in technology led to the change in the entertainment. When you have videotape and you can now throw away videotape and shoot it so much more than film because they used to be very economical about the film. They didn't want to, it was expensive. With video, it's just like film everything. We'll figure out what we want to use later. And they learned new, you know, special effects techniques with video that they couldn't do with film. And that's why I think we got some of the crazy stuff we got in the, the MTV 80s. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, certainly with regard to video, obviously, as you know, they, they weren't doing video for film till till later than that. They were still relying on film. But you're right. I agree with you entirely about technology. And I think about hip hop as a great example, because. The, the, as you know, being born in the late 1970s, that the, the hip hop, not me, I was born in the early 1970s, but it was a type of music that democratized music making because you had this technology that, you know, if you had a sampler or a keyboard or a drum machine, you didn't need a band. You didn't need friends. You needed like a record player and, you know, uh, a sampler or something and a four track to record it or a cassette player. And anybody could be making this music. And they were. And a lot of it was good. And these folks would go on to have record deals. I think it's interesting that, you know, even now, even more today, look, the joke is everybody's got a podcast, right? Here we are on a podcast. Uh, everyone's got a YouTube channel. The technology now makes it easier. What's interesting to me is it's even easier for folks to make stuff. But it, we ha- I guess maybe as a result, we have less good stuff because there's so much other stuff, you know, flooding the market because anybody with a phone can make a something. I'm glad you're saying that because I don't get this TikTok thing. Like I, I'm yep. sure TikTok is going to take over Hollywood. People, the, the young people would be more interested in TikTok videos and whatever George Clooney's putting out next. That's yeah. sadly the way I see it going. But I watch that stuff and I'm like, yeah. they love it. It means something to somebody. I don't get it. <laughs> Most of it. But you've got a point there. Yeah. Those real reels on Instagram or stories on, I don't know, all these little short things like you're seeing like TikTok. I don't get it either. And what I don't understand is like, why are they showing me this? Like some guy posting a video of him lip syncing to a song and dancing. Like, I don't know who that dude is. It's not good. So I can see if it was good, maybe, you know, cream rises or something. It's terrible. Why do I want to see that? So I get, I want up going down these rabbit holes, flipping through all these things, hoping to find something good. Usually right. it's a very attractive woman that'll get me to stop. But most of the other stuff, just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why anybody wants to see somebody's reaction to seeing something. That started oh, a couple of years ago, or maybe even longer than that. 
Yeah, like yes. reaction videos. I never saw a reaction video. Now there's a social media platform built just for reaction videos, it seems. I'm staying the fuck away from it. I don't even have a TikTok. I'm not going to do it. I'm punching out. I have to draw yeah. the line. I have <laughs> to. I agree. It's not a middle-aged person's medium. And I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, we still have – we live in the past. It's it's way more fun back there. We have that. We can hold on to that. <laughs> well, I find it, you know, speaking of that, because, you know, our shows both deal with these, you know, bygone decades. Uh, obviously, it's most appealing to folks that are of a certain generation, a certain, you know, age. For the most part, we've got listeners that are in their 30s, but most of them are in that around our same age kind of thing, you know, mid-40s to mid-50s. But because they're not as familiar with the technology as these younger kids – it's harder to reach them through podcasting and videos because, you know, they're only starting to come online understanding how to get access to our content. That's, it's this weird kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a contradiction. I suppose that we're of that age creating this content, but we've got to reach those people who aren't are of our age, but haven't caught up to actually watching it yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, we say the same thing. It's like, we know we're a show made for certain people, people just like us, yeah. but people like us aren't, you know, <laughs> We're hard to reach now because we're not online as much as everybody else. And there's so much damn noise. We say every day now, and we never did it for the first couple episodes, but now it's like, hey, remember to smash that bell and and leave a like and leave a comment. And and I I hate doing that, but I I say to them, I say, please just leave any comment. Tell us we suck because this whole thing is run by algorithms and we need to – the only way that we can win is to appeal to an algorithm. So, yeah, that's the way of of social media entertainment now. Yeah, we considered going door to door, but uh, no, we abandoned that. It was (laughs) – Handing out uh, door hangers or what else things? Flyers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, I mean, that makes sense. Take it all the way back to the old days. That's what yeah. we used to do. You, you ring the bell. Hi, may I do a podcast for you? Hey, Ray, get over here. <laughs> Ray, come here. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, your show is great. You have a lot of great guests. Um, Ray is funny. That, that's your sidekick, Ray. I've heard – the last time I listened, you had a woman on too. I, I don't remember you having a yeah. woman – yeah, we oh, talked about our rebranding. In May, we did a – changed a lot of things, not just the name, but one of it was bringing on Kat as a co-host. Uh, we wanted to add another, another voice. Uh, you know, no one wants to hear, you know, two dudes talk about things. Oh, sorry. I just realized you're two dudes talking about stuff all the time. But, but you have guests on a lot. So, you know, and part of that is that balancing of, you know, other voices. And so for those times, we don't have guests. We brought on Kat, who's a friend of mine. I've known her since uh, college, so for some 30-some-odd years now. And, uh, uh, yeah, she added another thing in. Coincidentally or not, our uh, you know balance between male and female listeners is now somewhat even. It used to be very uh, you know sort of slanted towards uh, male listeners, and now it's about fifty fifty. Oh, that's really cool. All right, yep. yeah, that was one of the things that threw me off. I'm like, I, I just I remember it was two guys. I don't remember a woman here. So <laughs> throwing them throwing Bill a lot of curveballs. Yeah, I'm very simple. Like I'm easily tricked. But it was just so funny. I, I was, I, in case I don't know if you remember, like I wrote, I said, "Hey, I found a really cool podcast," and then I wrote it oh, back. Yeah. I go, oh wait, we know these guys. They used to be on yeah. our old uh, phony network or whatever that thing yeah. was called. <laughs> yeah, I wrote to Casey. I was like, uh, "Hey, I just got an email from Bill that he just found our show." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I really am a very dumb guy. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be. It, it didn't even know. occur to me that we had changed our name, and that would be a reason you wouldn't realize it. It yeah. had been quite a, you know, several months by then for me. So, but yeah. No, your show looks great. You're, you're great on it. You're slick. The production is really good. There's a lot of podcasts out there that aren't, you know, putting nearly as much effort as you guys are. I don't think we're putting as much effort as you guys are, <laughs> to be honest. So well, I, we've I heard encourage everybody. We've hardly, we've hardly heard Casey say anything. So I think, yeah, you're proving that. Oh, he's used to that. He's used he's to my big mouth going. He's less than you. 
<laughs> well, he's getting the whole second segment because he gets to host oh, our game. We're doing an 80s game today. Very good. Yes, yes sir. This is the perfect transition. Case, why don't you tell us what you're going to do for us here today? All right. So I thought we'd have this uh, crossover event with Will from the 1980s now. And I have uh, 36 questions here for the two of you. I made it an even number to, uh, you know, so we can go just back and forth. And uh, I have TV firsts, film firsts. I have Dead or Alive. Have you guys ever played that game? Uh, I guess I can guess what it is, yeah. yeah. I have movie trivia, and I have music trivia. All right. Wow. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I figured that we'll start with Will. I'll ask Will the first question. Uh, if Will doesn't answer the question or if he, he gets it wrong, Bill can st- – you know, you could still answer the question just for less points then, Bill, all right? Oh, so you're going to keep score. You're going to actually, we're going to count on you to be able to do the math here. Yeah, well, I mean, how, what's the point of playing a game if there's not a fucking winner? I think the implication was that maybe you're not the one to keep track, though. Does he have a reputation for not, uh, I have, look, math? this math is high tech stuff here, guys. I have, oh. I have a score sheet, okay? <laughs> That's it's a piece of paper with a Sharpie yeah. marker. That's fantastic. I can take it at old school. Again. And we he love has a marker in his hand. I think he just wrote it just now. <laughs> That's how we do this, Will. We we yeah. make it up as we go. I, I don't know how the hell we produce a show every every time. I mean, <laughs> it's a train wreck every time, but somehow we make something out of it. All right. So. I'm nervous already. I'm, would you I'm like to. Let's. <clears throat> let's. Uh, you can start by picking the category you want to start with, Will. Oh, okay. We got well, hey, TV, let's, yeah. TV firsts, movie yeah. firsts, movie trivia, film for uh, Dead or Alive, or music trivia. Let's go with Dead or Alive. That's the most All intriguing. Right. Me. I, I want to learn who's dead or alive. All right. Well, so this is, a, this is going to be a really quick one. We'll just go down through this category. Yeah. Uh, Bob Barker. Hmm. Dead or alive? Dang it. I swear, I, I thought for sure I'm going to just be like nailing all these. All right, hang on. I'm pretty sure Bob Parker's dead. I'm pretty sure. You're wrong on that one. See, oh, all right. Damn so it. He, he is alive. He's 98 years old. So oh, this, w- this is one category where you can't steal, Bill, because obviously right. there's only one, one answer yeah. here. <laughs> Look, somebody's going to have to check your answers here because I'm pretty sure he's dead, too. (laughs) Can we get a mirror over to Bob Barker's house and put it under his nose? You you know what's sad when Google's uh, frequently asked questions? Is Bob Barker still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One day it's going to be us. Oh, boy. As of December 12th, Bob Barker is very much alive. Celebrated a quiet birthday at home December 12th, 2021. How about that? No kidding. These hmm. these questions have all been thoroughly researched because there were there were several that I was questioned, you know, I was had a lot of questions about. So All right. Bill William Daniels. Oh, I do, know this one. Do you know who William Daniel, Daniels is? Oh, you got me William Daniels. Come on. Oh, steal, steal. <laughs> I got a hint. He played uh, Mr. Feeney in Boy Meets World. He was also the voice oh. of it. it. Yeah. 
Oh, is he dead? No, I think he's alive. William yeah. William Daniels is alive. And not only is he alive, he's doing cameos. Yeah. <laughs> he's 94. 94 well, I, see, I forgot his old. name, but I know he's a I know I didn't hear that he died, so. <laughs> All right. Will. Okay. Kirk Douglas. Dead oh, or alive. Dead. He's definitely dead. I remember Kirk. when he died. I didn't send Michael Douglas a card or anything, but <laughs> I do I do remember. It was a sad day. Kirk Douglas is dead. 103 years old. He died February 5th, 2020. Wait, he didn't make it to 103, did he? Yeah, he was 103. Holy cow. Yeah. Crazy. Why are we, we're all rooting for Betty White to make it, and Kirk Douglas <laughs> has already been there already. <laughs> all right. Bill. Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman has passed away. The great, funny Cloris Leachman is gone. Yep. January uh, 27th, 2021. So she just passed away last year. She was 94. Oh, wow. mm. I do remember that, yeah. All right, Will. Oh, okay. Yep. Peter Fonda, dead or alive? I think Peter Fonda is still alive. You would No, know. damn it! <laughs> He died August 16th, 2019. Oh, I'm glad it was like within the last couple of years, at least. If you told me he died in 1997, I'd feel like a real idiot. And <laughs> the reason I put that one in there, Bill, he was the guy that we couldn't think of last week uh, from Easy Rider. No, he wasn't the guy. We couldn't think of Dennis Hopper. We could not think of Dennis Hopper. We're sitting here staring. We probably wasted five minutes. I probably edited it out four minutes and 40 seconds because we were just stuck on his name. We couldn't pull it out of our brains. Dennis Hopper. Wow. Yeah. Who is dead, by the way. If he's on your list, dead. No, he's not on my list. Maybe he's done. All right. Uh, who's up? Uh, Bill, right? Yeah. Angela Lansbury. Oh, man. My first gut answer is dead you would be wrong yeah mm. oh yeah she is 96 alive and i don't know if she's well but she is alive you say i don't know if she's kicking <laughs> she's probably on cameo <laughs> all right will yes gene hackman alive or dead gene hackman's alive 91 Absolutely. yeah there was just a uh there was just a thing going around the other week that he wanted a photo taken of him to prove that he's still alive and that he's oh. still healthy. Oh, <laughs> he's just inactive. He just, you know, doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah. He's definitely retired. Yeah. Have you guys ever, I know you, you, you guys have a lot of, you talk to celebrities and various guests. We do too. Have you ever reached out to a celebrity who turned out to be dead? <laughs> no, I've, no, I always we use IMDb Pro, and it tells yep. you when you look up their name, it tells you if they're dead or alive. It has their. You know, you know I agree with you, except for I did. <laughs> I reached out. You know, we were doing this thing where we were uh, watching and um, reviewing uh, the old Mistress of Science TV show. And we, I wanted to talk to as many of the folks I can cut on the show. Many of them passed away, unfortunately, tragically, years ago. Um, but Mickey Jones, who was a guy, if you saw him, he was in tons of things throughout the 1980s and beyond. I reached out to him because on IMDb, he was still alive. And his publicist wrote back, Mickey's been dead for two years. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. 
Well, then you should have wrote That's back. Awesome. Well, then you should change his fucking IMDb <laughs> yeah. page. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not so sure that IMDb is really up to date. I've sent a few emails out to guests recently, and they're like, yeah, I don't represent that guy. Yeah. I'm like, well, this thing that I pay for says you do. <laughs> so yeah. It's kind of like the Wikipedia of contacts. You know, it's like crowdsourced. Yeah. Well, then that's not worth the price tag. Yeah. Stalking has always been the way we used to do things. Yes. That worked just fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Bill, you're up, right? I think so. Cicely Tyson. Dead or alive? Dead. Dead. January 28th last year. Just a day after Cloris Leachman. Oh, wow. You're saying there was, they were somehow connected? Ah. She couldn't go on without Cloris. I hope not. It happens. <laughs> I heard there were more deaths per capita around the world the day after Cloris Leachman died than any other day. <laughs> until... Until Betty White died. Mm. Mm. Yeah, had some. All right. <laughs> Who's uh, Will, you're up. Would you like to choose the next category? Well, I chose the first one. Should, I cho- should Bill choose the next one? Well, you're up. I've already forgotten what they were, so you might as well if you remember. Oh, because it's my turn, you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go with uh, TV first. TV first. All right. What year Uh-oh. was the first television commercial? Oh, no. What? <laughs> Are you I, kidding me? I have, give or uh, take 15 years? I have oh. uh, some numbers here to give you. Oh, Multiple right, right. choice. Yes. 1935. Hmm. 1939. Wow. 1941 or 1945. I got to say, first of all, look, I'm, a, you know, 80s is our thing on the show. <laughs> I, anything pre 50s, I'm shocked it's even a possible answer. Right, Bill? It sounds kind of crazy. He You're talking about TV, wrong. not radio, right? Yeah, you, you ask him to do something. He's going to do it wrong. I'll say, I'll say C. What was it? Forty-one, right? Nineteen forty-one. You are correct, sir. <laughs> nice. Well, that's an old, you know, trick uh, high school thing, right? If you don't know the answer, just guess C. Right. Guess C. Uh, would you like to guess the uh, the first commercial, the brand of the first uh, commercial? You got a little, uh, some bonus points here. Can anybody guess? I can throw in something. Sure. Texaco, for some reason. Oh, yeah. They sponsored I feel like it was things. Texaco because that was, yeah. Well, well, am I right? No, I'm not right. Damn. No. You're How about, right. uh, it's got to be a cigarette then, maybe. Uh, uh, that's a good idea. Lucky Strikes. I, I don't know. Nope. It was uh, Bulova Watches. It was a 10 second oh. commercial during the game of uh, baseball between the Dodgers and the Phillies. No, 10 seconds. Wow. Yep. Hmm. All right, Bill. Case. You're up. The first birth on television. The first from the birth shows. on television. I, I give you a couple uh, shows here that you can choose from. Okay. All right. Tales of Tomorrow. I Love Lucy. Dragonette. Or The Life of Riley. No, man. I think I know this. You do know this. I think I know it. Yeah, I don't. This is going to be a guess. I'm going to have to say, oh, man, I didn't watch Lucy, but feel I'm just going to go with Lucy. You are correct. Yeah. I love Lucy 
first birth. Oh, first time? Yeah. Now, what does that mean, though? They didn't show her giving birth. So the first time they didn't have a baby and then they had a baby. Right. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It says it wasn't totally free from controversy. They never referred to her as pregnant, merely expecting. Yeah. Because they didn't even sleep in the same bed. So, I mean, it's a. Yeah, that wasn't. She had some later. explaining to do. Yeah. <laughs> she was pregnant one day. <laughs> All right. Will. Yeah. This is uh this is coming into now your your time period, a little little later in uh okay. history. The first scripted swear word. Was it on hmm. the show V? Wow. Night Court Scripted. All in the family. Or Chicago Hope. It's got to be all in the family. It's got to be. Nope. No. Nope. Really. All right. Hmm. Should he on my? You already team? guessed, Bill. So yeah, that that, that was your guess too, Bill. Huh? My guess too. Yeah, I, I was oh, so was sure it? was that that I jumped ahead and screwed up my chance to steal. Oh dang! Well, now that you know it's wrong, you can't guess. No. Nah. Yeah, he fucked up. <laughs> what is it? I got to know. In 1999, Mark Harmon on the show Chicago Hope uttered the phrase, shit happens. Come on. Yep. It wasn't until 99? Holy cow. Yep. That's shocking. This is a controversial question because now I'm saying, well, wait a minute. What, what's a, what constitutes as a curse word? I'm sure they yeah. said, hell, Dan, they wrote that in. The first scripted swear word. So I did a little research on this. It said that, you know, people had been swearing on live television sure. by accident for years. Like there, you know, it had slipped in occasionally on live television. But the first scripted swear word was shit happens. Shit. Hmm. In 1999. I'm trying to think. Was that before NYPD Blue was getting away with all the stuff they were trying to push? I would have been after, I think. I think yeah. in my PD Blue was in the like mid nineties, maybe it started. I don't so remember. they had scripted nudity on TV before they had a scripted curse word. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Makes no All right. Sense. No points on that. Hey, shit happens. <laughs> All right. Uh Bill. <laughs> the first person to show their belly button on television. Ooh. All right, we got Cher, Tina Louise, Yvette Mimo, Mimu. I'm not sure how to say her name. Barbara Eden or Dawn Wells. Oh. All right, my first thought was it's going to be a woman in a bikini of some sort. Yeah. And that, so you said Dawn Wells and you said uh, the other from uh, Tina Louise. Yeah. Tina Louise. That seems possible. That seems probable that it's one of those two. And I can't guess which one would do it because, man, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to guess it was Ginger. Tina, uh, no, it wasn't. Uh. Wow. Hmm. Well, would you like to steal? Yeah, see, I'm trying to remember some. Just trivia about it, because obviously Barbara Eden played uh, Jeannie, and I dream of Jeannie. And I do remember early on, they didn't show her belly button. I don't remember if they ever got to doing that. I'm trying to remember where that even plays time-wise. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'll just say Barbara Eden. Nope. Dawn Wells? 
No. It's Yvette, the one he couldn't pronounce. Yvette Mimu. Oh, Yvette Mimu. Does anybody want to try to guess the year? Hmm. It was in the 60s. I'll give you that. It's got to be later than those other shows. Otherwise, they would have been showing belly buttons. Belly buttons, I think. 1964. Oh. She wow. was the first woman to show her navel on American television, and it happened in the Dr. Kildare show. You ever hear oh. of that? Hmm. No. Heard of it. Yeah, I, I never I, I had never never heard of it. Maybe he was operating on her belly button, and so they got it that through that way. <laughs> Maybe. It was emergency belly button surgery. <laughs> the censors tried to stop it. They said no. Yeah. This it's is essential medical. to the story. We have to cut this umbilical cord. She's been attached to her mom for thirty five years. <laughs> Bring in Dr. Kildare. Only crazy enough guy crazy enough to do it. <laughs> All right. Will, here's another year question for you. Okay. What year was the sound of a toilet first heard flushing oh. on television? Oh, okay. 1971, mm. 1969, 1965, or 1960? I think it was Archie Bunker, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm going to say 69. You're, I'll give you points. You were right on the show. You're wrong on the year. Mm. 1971 was the year. Oh, you stole it from Bill. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say 1971. Give me a point. He, Bill already got, Will already got the bonus points for all in the family. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. All right. I'll give you five points, Bill. <laughs> I love this Thank scoring you. system. <laughs> all right. Let's see now here where we're at. All right, TV first. All right, first television show to require a mature themes warning at the beginning of the show. Hmm. Uh, right, that sounds like an 80s thing already. Go ahead. Sanford and Son, Hawaii uh-huh. Five-0, wow. Kung Fu, or Hotel Baltimore. Huh. All right. Something earlier than when I would have thought they had done it. Yeah, me too. Damn, man, you're setting me up here. You couldn't have given me a couple softballs. <laughs> Cecily Malou or Yvette Malou. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever show she was on. Dr. Kildare. Yeah. Guess, the, guess the show. Guess the year. I don't even know the actor or actress. All right. Who were the uh, right. again? Hawaii Five-0. Okay. Kung Fu. Sanford and Son or Hotel Baltimore? I don't. I only know Kung Fu and the uh, the second one from like once in a while. I'd catch an episode of that. Really wasn't something I watched. Uh, Hawaii Five O, I think, is the other one. Fourth one I've never heard of. Sanford and Son, I watched a lot of. But if they were dirty jokes and they'd have to be, you know, have, they'd have to have that in front of it. Those jokes went right over my head. But I'm just gonna guess Sanford and Son. No. Nope. Oh. All right, I think we learned from Yvette Malou that we should go with the one we don't know what it is. I'll say Hotel Baltimore. You are correct, sir. Yes. Yeah, we'll figure it out the game. Figure out Casey's <laughs> code. You are correct. And that was – I had to look that one up. That was really weird. They It, it only lasted 13 episodes, and uh, the way that they showed the – like the Hotel Baltimore – the E was burned out on the sign, on the hotel sign. 
So it looked like the show was called Hot Eye Baltimore. <laughs> because the E was burned out on the hotel in the like right. on the marquee, you know. <laughs> so, was this everybody having this mistake or just you? No, if you look it up, which I want you to when you edit this video, you will put uh, the screen grab of the thing up. Hot Eye Hot Baltimore. Eye Baltimore. It lo- that's what it looks like. All right. All right. I think they name the show Hot Eye Baltimore. That's <laughs> yeah. more memorable. All right. I'm just going to pick the category because I have the page right here in front of me. All right. Film firsts. Mm. All right. Will, I believe you're up, right? Right. The first animated feature. Mm. Pinocchio. Mr. Bug Goes to Town. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Or Fantasia. Yeah, Mr. Bug Goes to Town. It sounds like a uh, an adult animated film, let's say. Right a la, uh, what was that, uh, Fritz the Cat, maybe? <laughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about, Mr. Wasn't Mr. Bug going to town on something, someone? Um, well, let's see, Disney. All right, so Fantasia, I believe, came later. I think Snow White was the first. You say animated feature film. Yes. Right? Uh, I think that was Snow White. Snow White. You are correct, sir. Yes. I'm so glad it wasn't Mr. Bug. Although now it's harder, though, Bill, because we can't go with the one nobody ever heard of. That didn't work any that much. I was just going to say, you know, you are uh, you got to pick Mr. Bug because yeah. that would be three in a row of ones we hadn't yeah. heard of. What is Mr. Bug? I have no idea. It's just an old animated feature I found. Hmm. It's not have done very well. Do you want – I'll give you some bonus points here if you can guess the year. Holy cow. 1932. Uh, ah, you were, you're in the right decade. Hmm. Bill, you want to give it a, give it a whirl? 1933. <laughs> no, 1937. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to do that Price is Right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Plus a dollar, yeah. All right, Bill. The first movie to use CGI. Okay. Wicker Man, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Westworld, Star Wars, or Zardoz? Well, clearly it's Zardoz. (laughs) Zardoz, is that the Turkish Star Wars? (laughs) I have a description here of Zardoz. Sean Connery was in it, but that is not the answer. CGI. All right. So Star Wars, you know. Whoa, you fucking answered the question. Uh, I want to rationalize this in my head because I am going to go with Xandar or whatever it was. Uh, All right. Yeah. Is that the answer? No. I get to guess. I get to guess. Yeah. Okay. Is Zardoz the answer? No. Zardoz isn't the answer. The answer is Star Wars and New Hope. No, sir. Yeah. yeah. That thing is wrong. I'm out, guys. I'm logging off. (laughs) This whole thing is bullshit. Yeah, my thing in there was that they had so many firsts, but I don't think they were the first to do special effects. They were just the first to do it really well, is my guess. Yep. So it was uh, Westworld hmm. in 1973. Trying to do think you, what the effect would be. Have you yeah, guys I ever mean, seen the original Westworld? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So when he's walking through, when Yul Brenner's walking through, like as the 
the guy he he looks through. Uh, oh yes, right. And that's that's all. He's got like that predator. Yep. View. Yep. Huh, see, I wouldn't have thought that was CGI, huh? Now, I do know in New Hope, though, I do recall hearing this, that one of the earliest uses of CGI was in, in A New Hope when they're giving them the, uh, the, they're explaining how to destroy the Death Star, and they show that little, you know, that little sort of, uh, you know, that rendering, they're in the briefing room, and they show that little rendering of firing a photon, and it goes down, and the Death Star would get, that's CGI, I do, I believe that's CGI, now I'm doubting myself. No, that's CGI, yeah. That yeah, it would have to be. CGI, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, um, that was in 1977. Yeah, but that would have been after, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, if, uh, if you haven't seen the original Westworld, it's a great movie. Uh, so, all right. The first, who's up? Me. Will. No, Will. Will's up, yeah. I, Just I give me five points for getting it wrong. <laughs> all right. The first movie shot entirely in CGI. Entirely? Okay, ready? Okay. Shrek, Johnny Quest and the Cyber Insects, Aladdin, <laughs> Aladdin, The Return of Jafar, huh. A Bug's Life, or Toy Story. Oh, okay. Then I do know this one. Uh, Toy Story. You are correct, sir. Yes. How about the bonus points for the year? You know the year? I know where I was living, and I, I don't know if you guys are like this. I remember what movie theater I saw movies in. So I remember what movie theater I saw it in. And I'm going to guess it was, I remember the apartment I was living in. It probably was 1995? Hmm. 1995. Very good, man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> know where I lived. Will's kicking your ass, Bill. You got to step right. up there, Will. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm a gracious winner. I'm sorry. I was expecting to lose, so I got a little over enthusiastic. This is the point where I announced like, I'm not feeling that well today, guys. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a little slower today. But, uh, I've got COVID brain. <laughs> a new symptom where you forget trivial things. All right. Uh this this one you should know, Bill. The first movie to reach one hundred million dollars at the box office in its opening weekend. Wow. Superman, hmm. MASH, American Graffiti, or Jaws? Jaws. You are correct. Do you know the year? Bonus points for the year? Hmm. 78? Well, 77. I think it's 76, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's early 70s. You can only answer one time bill and the answer is 1975 you're both wrong i was gonna say 71 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 1975 that so 1970 let me riff on that for a second because 1975 that was when i was born and i remember my entire life hearing about jaws because i we live on the east coast uh new jersey beach we always go to the new jersey beach the joke about don't go in the water, sharks in the water, and then talking about Jaws was always a thing in my world. And that makes sense. It was 1975. That thing really must have messed people up. <laughs> we talked yeah, to Joe Alves a little bit about it. Joe Alves is the uh, the guy who built the shark. That was a good interview. I'd love to go back and re-listen to that interview that we did. But he was talking a lot about how that thing like just didn't work and all these like <laughs> behind-the-scenes things about it. Yeah, he that was really- actually talking about how – remember, he was kind of upset that – 
they were like they started like hunting sharks and stuff after that movie. Like they were, you know, like he was actually kind of disappointed in the way that sharks were per- portrayed after that movie. I still think today, anytime Eddie goes, anybody goes to the beach, they think about sharks and they think about Jaws. I think that is just, it's got to be one of the biggest movies ever made in our lifetime. If you think about it that way. I don't go in the water. <laughs> well, you know, I grew, I grew up in New Jersey too, Bill. And going down, I don't know that, I don't remember ever being afraid of going in the water. Uh, in fact, even after all the shark attacks we've had recently, you know, first chance we went back to New Jersey for vacation, I ran out there and my family's like, what are you doing? You're going to get eaten. <laughs> and you go out past all the waves where they break, right? And you get to sort of where it's just sort of calm. Yeah, yeah, that's and then I think this terrifying thing though, and I do this to freak myself out on purpose. I have no idea what's down below me in the darkness. Yeah, you won't catch out. me out on the water, man. Fuck that. No. <laughs> can you swim? I can swim. Yeah, I can swim fine. I just, I'm not, I don't like the ocean. I just had a vision of like Casey, like walking up to a, to a beach, dipping his toe in the first wave, <laughs> sucks him right into the ocean, pulls him away. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> All right. Uh, who was up? Somebody. Somebody's Bill, I- name who rhymes with ill. <laughs> Um, mm. uh, Will, you are up. William. Okay. Uh, right. uh, the first appearance of a cell phone in a movie. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Short Circuit. Mm. Big Trouble in Little China. Lethal Weapon or Wall Street. All right. Well, let's see here. Of those films, I don't remember. I don't remember a cell phone in. Short Circuit, or Big Trouble. I do remember one in Lethal Weapon. And it was gigantic. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's, you know, he, he's got it out on a bridge. Do you remember that? He's call, he's talking to his, like, captain, like, this guy's crazy. This Australian dude's out of his mind. He's going to kill himself. It's connected with, it looks like an army thing. You know, like one of the guy, you know radio guys in the army. It's like two pieces with the, that would have been, like, 87, though. So... Uh, what was the other films? Short Circuit. That's Short Circuit, Big Trouble in Little China, and Wall Street. Oh, Wall Street. So Wall Street was after that. So there's probably cell phones in that. I'll say uh, Lethal Weapon. You are correct, sir. And, <laughs> yes! and you were. I mean, you were correct on the year too. Yes. And Wall Street came out just a couple months later, and there was a cell phone in that also. It's probably much more reasonably sized. Well, it came out in 1987 as well, so it was, a, huh. it was another one of the big ones. No kidding. Yeah, I don't remember that. All right, Bill, you're up. All now right, we're going into uh, movie trivia. Stick with the movies. Um, the code in the Matrix comes from what food recipes? <laughs> what? Chicken fried rice. Final answer. <laughs> What kind of questions are you giving me, Casey? You gotta, can I go through the fucking answers? Yeah. What? All right. I, I'm i not a fan of The Matrix, okay? I'm just okay. trying to get up pop culture questions here. You guys love The Matrix. I know you do. Yeah. Pad Thai recipes. Stir fry recipes. Sushi recipes. Oh, okay. I see or dumpling saying. recipes. Okay, you're saying the streaming green stuff, that's actually a language for, and then that language, it translated would be recipes for these different dishes. That's, I think that's what it means. 
Yeah, is that the code in the matrix? Is that yeah, yeah. that's the green exactly. code you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But nobody's impressed that I have no clue what the answer is, but I said chicken fried rice. <laughs> that is I was really, in the ballpark. Yeah. That was pretty good. Is there one close to that in the choices? <laughs> I'm still gonna stick with chicken fried rice, Casey. <laughs> I'll go with dumplings. Nope. Gosh, this is just a huh. I'll say pad thai. I have no idea. Nope. Sushi. Oh wow. Huh. So we're all learning things here on this show. There's probably some real intellectual reason why it's sushi that the Wachowskis decided. Yeah. Because it's raw. Remember we had this discussion the other day on our Facebook group, Bill? What I will never watch? No. Is it The Matrix? Is is it The Matrix? Movies with Keanu Reeves. Oh, it's a broader category. You're missing a few good ones here. (laughs) Yeah, he's got some. He's got some hate. He hates Tom Cruise. He hates Keanu Reeves. Wow, I like Keanu as a person. I just not into his acting abilities. Hmm. He's a yeah, nice guy, yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, from yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, and both those guys, like you're saying, they play themselves pretty much every role. It's just the one thing, one thing, one shade, one tone. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise is. He used to be okay until the whole Scientology thing. So. Oh, I see. You're one of them people that have trouble separating reality and story. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Okay. I do All like right. watching Tom Cruise try to murder himself on film. That's fun. It's yeah, he does, does do a lot of his own stunts, right? I, oh, my gosh, is, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty respectful. I, I got a little respect for that, I guess. Yeah. I was All watching right. Jack Reacher for the first time. I, I saw the first Jack Reacher. I've never seen it before. And to me, it was just one of those like throwaway Tom Cruise movies. And I fucking loved it. It was <laughs> yeah, great me too. Yeah. The second one's pretty good too. I haven't gotten to it yet. And I never will. All right. <laughs> will. Yes, sir. Which country does Forrest Gump travel to as mm. part of the all American ping pong team? China? Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. South Korea? Oh. Lebanon? Or Vietnam? I think it's China. That was my first thought before you gave the choices against each China. You're correct. Kind of picture the scene there. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to pick all uh, Asian countries to throw you off a little bit. Yeah. The North Korea had me guess, second guessing myself, but. All right. Uh, Bill, which is not. A name of a child selected to tour the Wonka factory in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> He's totally setting me up. All right. Let's go. <laughs> this like a Christmas movie to you? You just won't watch it? Mike TV, Billy Warp, Veruca Salt, or Charlie Bucket? I'm assuming Cheer Up Charlie is Charlie Buck. And Veruca Salt, I'm sure I, I remember, was one. But what were the first two? Something Warp. Billy Warp. Okay. And Mike TV. Mike TV? T-E-A-V-E-E. TV. TV. Like a TV. Yeah. And and that's why it sounds like they're like, hey, you know what's funny? Let's name a character. We'll, we'll slip the word TV in. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So I'm going to say it's Billy Warp. You would be correct, sir. All right. Back on nice. the board. Did you make up the name Billy Warp? No. Was that like a wrestler you used to know? No, I just looked <laughs> up pop culture questions, and that was a good one that I found. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Is All Billy right. Warp you, Casey? 
<laughs> Billy Warp used to be my wrestling name. Yep. Yeah. All right. Will. Yes, sir. What item was in every scene of a fight club? Oh, I know this. I could tell you without choices. Give it to me. Starbucks. You are correct. Starbucks cup. Correct. That movie's crazy. Uh, and the more you watch it, the more things you, you spot. And I don't know if you guys like the movie there. I, I enjoy it, certainly. But, yeah, that's one of those weird things that Fincher just put in there. Right, Fincher? I think it's Fincher. That it is Fincher, it. yeah. Yeah, he had a real good run there. I yeah. remember he did uh, Aliens 3, and I was like, oh, this is going to be incredible because this guy's great. And nobody liked Aliens 3. And I remember coming out thinking, that was a really good movie. Oh, but then, you were the guy who liked it. Yeah, I was I the only one. there was one. <laughs> yeah, I went back. I saw it. 10 million times so they could make their money back. I felt that. Oh, hmm. uh, and then he did like, didn't he do the, the Facebook movie? He did the game yeah. with Michael Douglas, right? He yep. did, uh, oh, what was the big one where the, the head was in seven, the box? Seven, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm not sure what he's done since then. Is he still making movies? The one he did, the last one he saw that he did was that uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay, I've heard I of that. he's made movies since, but I really liked that movie too. That was pretty creepy. Hmm. All right, Bill. The dog in the sandlot. Oh boy. Was nicknamed the Beast. What was the dog's actual name? Goliath, Hercules, Atlas, or Zeus? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I have this no is idea. Insane. Nobody knows this. The only people that know this is the people that hired the guy that brought the dog. The Sandlot was one of my favorite movies growing up. So they say the name of uh, the character's name is in the dog's name is in the movie itself. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Casey. Okay, all the kids, kids, all the kids, like the kids from the Sandlot, they call him the Beast, right? But the owner calls him something else. Yeah, I thought we were talking about the dog's real name. I'm like, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I never met the dog. He never introduced himself to me. He said, "Hey, I'm Zeus." Like, okay, so the real name of the dog in the in the movie is probably Goliath. No. Will? Well, Goliath, isn't that the uh, name of that claymation dog in the like 60s and 70s? Yes. Davy and uh, Goliath? Davy? Right. Hey, Davy. <laughs> you shouldn't eat candy after school. You're going to go to hell. <laughs> Some kind of weird lesson that yeah. you're terrified. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, well, Zeus was the name of that uh, character that other from a different movie. I'm going to say Atlas. No. Damn it, it was Zeus, wasn't it? Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Bonus points f- wow. to either one of you if you can name the owner of mm. the dog in the movie. Oh boy! And the, his, his his not his character's name. The actor that played in oh. the movie. Huh? I can't. I can't picture him. Yeah, I can't even see him in my head. <laughs> you yeah. fucking guys. <laughs> um, You've gone too far. Bob Barker is he alive? Was he playing it at that? James Earl Jones. You're kidding. He's in that movie? Yeah, I had no he's idea. The, he's the yeah. owner of the dog. I had no idea. Gosh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I'm not a huge fan of that film. I saw it once when I was young and that was it. I'm with you. That movie, like everybody loves it. It's yeah. forgettable to me. Yeah. I certainly me forgot Smalls. he was in it. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. That's yeah. the only thing I know about it. Yep. All right. Will. Which is not a core rule for handling a mogwai <laughs> in Gremlins. Okay. 
Do not let it get cold. Mm-hmm. Do not let it get wet. Mm-hmm. Do not expose to bright lights. Yep. Do not feed after midnight. The first one, cold. You could freeze those suckers. <laughs> They're more delicious that way. <laughs> what? Oh, Bill, where's your where's your statue at? Move your head. Oh, wait. He's around the corner. Wow. I didn't get the Gremlins question. I can't wait to hear what shitty question I get. Oh, you're a big Gremlins, Gremlins fan, Bill? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great movie. Oh, Just yeah, one of the best. Good. Do you consider it a Christmas film? I don't remember what you said on the show. Eh, I think you guys sure. talked about that, I, didn't you? I don't even know if I said it. You definitely you know, sometimes said I just it say stuff at the time. Movie. It seems like the right answer at the time, and then I kind of listen back and I go, I don't really believe that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just showbiz. Just podcast showbiz. Yeah. Okay, right, Bill, okay. how many X-Wings were in all the Star Wars movies combined? <laughs> Bill, what is the highest grossing movie of all time? Wow. Avengers Endgame? Star Wars The Force Awakens? Avatar? Or Titanic? Oh, shit. Wow. This is tough. Yeah. I I feel like it's Avengers. Because for a long time it was Titanic and Avatar, you know, they were sort of the 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 yep. names I would have thought of before, but I'm pretty sure Avengers took it. Yeah. Nope. No. Hmm. Well, Damn. uh so what I got left here, Avatar and uh Star Wars The Force Awakens or Titanic. Oh. Huh. Highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, someone took Titanic out. Someone did. But I don't think it was. I think someone. I think even since Avatar, we. I'll say Force Awakens. Avatar is still the highest Damn. grossing movie of all time. I don't. I, I forgot to write the number down, but it's. It's not. I think Titanic might be in second. No kidding. Yeah, I, thought, I went with Bill. I thought it was taken out by somebody recently. Yeah, no, it's still five years or so. Still up there. All right, no points on that one. I wonder if that's with like adjusted for inflation or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, Will. Mm-hmm. How much money did the lowest grossing film of all time make? <laughs> uh, I guess the bonus is going to be what film was it? Too? <laughs> yeah. Uh, $7,890. Okay. $30. or $479. You know, we talked about some stinkers on the show, and I I swear I could. I'm trying to think what film it even was. There was this film that we talked about that made a lot. It was like a a thousand or less. It was like 1,200 bucks. So that's probably, and that wasn't the lowest, I don't think. So I'll go with, what was one of the figures under that? 30 something bucks. And what was the other one? 30. 479 789 I'm going to go with 30 bucks. 30 bucks, whatever that one was. $30, sir. Damn. <laughs> was it Ishtar? No. You're, you're never right. going to get this, so I'll just tell you. Okay. It's a movie with Tom Sizemore, and I looked this up. I don't know how oh. the fuck this is possible. Like, how did they only make $30 on this? It's called Zizak's Road. Z-Y-Z-Z-Y-X Road with Tom Sizemore. 
uh, an affair between an accountant and an unhappy marriage and a seductive Las Vegas beauty leads to a dangerous situation for both of them. Wow. You know what probably is? It's probably one of them 999 rentals and Tom Sizemore rented it three times. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy though? Like I I looked that one up. Like that was one of the ones that was really hard for me to believe. And I looked it up on multiple sources and uh, Hmm. yeah, 30, $30. Yeah. It must've been like, maybe it was a real small release, like one theater or two theaters and, Hmm. And Tom Sizemore's wife went to see it. <laughs> it opened opposite uh, Avatar. <laughs> All right, Bill. In the James Bond film, The Spy Who Loved Me, mm. what kind of car was outfitted by Q to act as a submarine as well as a sports car? Oh, wow. God, I like that car. I had it as yeah. a matchbox toy. Mm. The Aston Martin. Vantage, Maserati, I don't know how to say the name, Maserati, so you know that's not the answer, Maserati, Quattro (laughs) Port, BMW Z8, or the Lotus Esprit? We know it's not the answer because you mispronounced it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you mispronounced a couple names so far, and they were (laughs) the answer, so I think you're trying to throw me off. I'm feeling the Lotus. I think it was the Lotus. You are correct. Nice. The Lotus. All right. Will, which of these actresses' resumes include a role in the 1983 movie BMX Bandits? Mm -hmm. Mm. Nicole Kidman, Mm. Helen Hunt, Ray Dong Chong, or Brooke Shields? I think it was Nicole Kidman. You're correct. Oh, I used to have such a thing for her. Yeah, she's uh, she's really good. I just actually watched the uh, the Ricardos. Being the Ricardos, she plays oh, yeah. Lucy. Right, she does a great job. Hmm. Great job. Did you know that the first baby ever on TV <laughs> was on I Love Lucy? Yeah, that's, <laughs> did they that's cover one that question? That you got right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Final category here. Yeah, music trivia. Uh-oh. Bill, what musician was deported from Japan in the 1980s for possession of marijuana? David Bowie, Sting, Paul McCartney, or Slash? Wow. I've never heard of a story of anyone getting deported for marijuana. I'm going to guess David Bowie. Will? Yeah, I think I remember this story. I think it was Paul McCartney. Yep, Paul McCartney. He had, on January 16th, landing in Japan, almost a half pound of marijuana (laughs) that he claimed to be personal use. (laughs) I smoke pot every day. That's a lot of weed for personal use. (laughs) How long would it take to get through a half a pound? (laughs) Longer than the time that he was going going to be spending (laughs) in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right will yep in 1998 who won the album of the year grammy hmm. shania twain celine dion lauren hill or bob dylan 
Wow. 98. Okay. Let's see. Um, wow. I have no idea. Any, it seems like any of those. When you said Shania Twain, I thought, yeah, that's it. Oh, wait. Hang on. What? Who? Oh. Um, album of the year, 98. I'll say Lauren Hill. Bill? 98. That, isn't that when Titanic was out? Isn't that when uh, oh. Celine Dion was kind of at her peak? And uh, Shania Twain also had a had a moment there. Yeah. Uh, but I am going to go with, and I don't know when she was around, but I, I'm feeling like Celine, C- Selena Gomez, I don't even know what name it is anymore. Celine Dion. Uh, oh, <laughs> What's her name? Celine Dion. Celine Dion. You're getting closer. <laughs> really? Whoa. Bob Dylan. No kidding. Oh, wow. The album was Time Out of Mind. I don't know. Great hmm. album. Really? Hmm. All right. Bill. Okay. Believe you're up. Yep. The original name of the band Green Day. Huh. Churn. No Mayo, <laughs> Midnight Express, or Sweet Children? Ugh. No idea. Yes. I will. I hope it's No Mayo. I'm going to pick the one I want it to be. No Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> no. Be no Mayo. No? Mayo? Hmm. Um, all right. Well, I'll go with the one I don't want it to be. Sweet Children. Sweet Children is the one. Oh, that's weird. Ugh. That's a dumb name. Yeah, very yeah. weird. No Mayo was a name. That was a band that I wanted. Like I have no musical abilities, but if I had a band, that would be the name of the band. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and I also came up midnight. I was watching old school wrestling the other day. Midnight Express is an old uh, tag team. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. Churn. I just I forget where I came up with that Churn, but I just made those you up. Were doing the butter your butter chores for yeah. the weekend. All right, Will. Yep. First album to sell a million albums in one week. Wow. Uh, let's see. The Backstreet Boys with Millennium. The Bodyguard soundtrack. Garth Brooks Double Live. Or Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Well, we know I'm going to go with uh, Bill's logic. We're talking about Titanic. We know that Bodyguard song by Whitney Houston was huge. I'll say the Bodyguard soundtrack. You are correct, sir. It sold 1,061,000 copies in the week of January 3rd, 1993. I think about stats like that, and and you go back to how big Thriller was. So like, whenever the answer isn't Thriller, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, I was waiting for Thriller, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the world's first super group. This is for you, Bill. Okay. Crosby. Define the super group. Okay. Define the super group. Super group is a band consisting of musicians that are all in other bands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Cream. Cream is Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, and Jack Bruce. Blind Faith, which is Eric Clapton, Steve Winwood, Rick Greck, and Ginger Baker. 
we got the Highwaymen, which is Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and Chris Christopherson. Or the Traveling Wilburys, which was George Harrison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, and Jeff Lynn. Wow. All right. I know it's not your last three. What were your first couple? I didn't Crosby, hear any Asia in there. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Cream or Blind Cream. Faith? Blind Faith came after Cream. Cream, I don't think Cream was a super group. I think Cream was the first time those guys were out there. Could be totally wrong. I, I, I'm going to say Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young because of Neil Young's edition. Because that was the earliest, I thought. No, nope, you're shaking your head. I nope. fucking blew it again. All well, right. wow. Yeah, I'm going with sort of your reasoning, too, that I thought, like, Cream, I thought Clapton came out of Cream. Like, I don't know very much about that era of music, but that Clapton came out of Cream. He wasn't anybody till after Cream. Um, Crosby, Stills, Nash, uh, I thought also that was sort of what put them on the map. Um, shoot, is it turning out to be Traveling Wilburys? Uh, that can't possibly be. Nope. I'm trying to think. There's got to be even a group before. All right, all right, that'll be my answer. Nope. Okay. What is it? Cream was considered the first supergroup. Is that right? Yep. Huh. So, yeah, apparently, uh, let's see. If you look up, uh, yeah, they all came from different bands. Like, they were all in different things. They're regarded as the world's first supergroup. Where are you getting this information? <laughs> Wikipedia. Trickopedia. You're getting fooled. None of this sounds right. Well, that's right. That's right, bud. What was Eric Clapton in before? The Yardbirds. Oh, Yardbirds. Yeah, that's Fucking true. moron. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, give me two other guitar players who played in the Yardbirds. That one and that one. Yeah. Mm. Wasn't uh, Steven, Steven Stills in the Yardbirds? I don't think so. Jeff Beck's, uh, Jimmy Page. Yardbirds is a, is a big deal. That I don't know a lot about the Yardbirds, though. The Yardbirds sound like a super group. Yeah. But I guess, like, what you're saying is they that was their first gig, and then... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they left it and sort of became big in other bands yeah. as well. All right. Will, final question. Okay. First CD to sell one million copies. Thriller. <laughs> Billy Joel with 52nd Street, Dire Straits with Brother in Arms, wow. ABBA with Visitors, or REM without a time. Mm. I love Billy Joel, but I don't think that one's it. Uh, never, I'm not a huge REM fan. My wife is, though, but I still can't imagine that. I'm going to say ABBA. No. Bill? Mm. Man, I don't know. I remember my first CDs. Like when they came out, I got a CD player for Christmas. My first CD was was Razor's Edge with ACDC and and the the Poison album that was out that year. So it's like 1991 around that time. So now I'm going to try to use that information to pick the other. And it didn't help me at all. I have no clue. Dire Straits, million copies. First CD was Billy Joel, though. 19, uh, what was that? What was that CD called? 52nd Street. Yeah, 52nd Street. That was the first CD ever. Uh, I'm not even going to add all this up. You can see that Will's column is much longer. Yeah. Yeah, I was bested. You were bested. I was bested. But I, I, look, I'm bested by the best. So 
And I'm thinking I, something about a blind squirrel getting a nut or <laughs> a clock, broken clock or something like that. So I'm not no, using great tree, but it was fun. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Thank you so much for putting it together, Casey. And thank you, Will, so much yeah. for joining us. Yeah, I tried to make it a little bit of a learning experience, too, for everyone. You know, a lot of uh, firsts and different things that uh, a lot of people might not know. So Much appreciated. Good job. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was an absolute uh, pleasure. And I look forward to having Bill on our show at some point in the future, working that out. Yeah, love to. Yes. Bill, uh, Will, would you like to uh, plugs where, where everyone can find you? Yeah, you can find us wherever you listen to Deluxe Edition. So my podcast is called 1980s Now. Unlike the boys on this show, we just hone in on stuff that happened during the 1980s. But similar to Deluxe Edition, we also talk to uh, various folks, including celebrities from the era that we love. Yeah, you guys do a great job. You, you ask good questions. You know, I, I always get nervous when I see people interviewing celebrities and it's like, so I was like to work on that movie because, you know, they've heard yeah. that question a billion times, you know, I, so I always think of that Chris Farley bit on Saturday Night Live, you know, he's like, so you were in that movie. What was that like? <laughs> like, I, like if I could, if we could avoid that, it would be in good shape. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Uh, any other plugs, Casey, or is it, is it time to wrap it up? Because we're getting very close to my bedtime. Yeah, it's time to wrap up. Just follow us anywhere you can. Uh, listen to podcasts, YouTube. We're on Facebook. You know, sponsors, uh, Bear Claw Kitchen, which the ad is, will be in there. And then also check out the Den Dot Show, all of our other great shows. And uh, Horsing Around is the podcast of the month for January. They only come out on the 15th of every month, so you have plenty of time to uh, catch up on all of their other shows before the 15th. So check them out. <laughs>